Welcome to the Insider's Guide to Finance, where we dive into stories from the front lines of financing public and private companies. I host seasoned CEOs, fund managers, bankers, brokers, and business experts who will answer your questions about how to properly engage investors, finance opportunities, and build outstanding success stories. We dig into the educational how-tos and mechanics of structuring good deals. You'll also hear about strokes of luck, tense negotiations, and the pressures of closing, while also getting insights on how to best navigate the public markets. Welcome back to the Insider's Guide to Finance. In this episode, we're speaking with Nick Findler, president and co-founder of Edge Investments. I think this is a really great episode for execs of any public or soon-to-be public company to be listening to. The fact of the matter is, is that digital marketing is redefining how investor relations works. And you need to know the lingo, the strategies, and what constitutes success to ultimately see your success when speaking to investors with digital means. Edge Investments is focused on investor marketing, where they work with early stage public companies to help spread the message or the investor narrative of that company. Now, they're similar to, or they work in the same industry as a lot of investor marketing firms that are out there, but they've taken a deliberately different approach. And it was for this reason that I thought it would be great to have Nick on. Now, Nick's target investor is the often misunderstood and untapped wealth of millennials. Nick and I had a laugh about how millennials are portrayed, but as you'll find out, there's an enormous amount of wealth held by this demographic. Now, one of the things I also enjoyed about this is that Nick's team's commitment is that they need to be leading with education when speaking to that millennial audience. I've said it for a long time that education before solicitation builds trust. And now this is how Edge is going about delivering their clients' stories to their growing audience. Instead of pitching and pushing their client's investment story, they're strategically using video to speak to a number of trending subjects that complement the company's narrative. As you'll find out, that's a huge differentiator in how to get people to view and start to engage with your company as a public issuer. Now for investor marketing, there are more and more digital strategies being pitched to CEOs. So I asked Nick to explain how he thinks CEOs should be measuring and monitoring success of their campaigns both for Edge and anybody else that's out there uh, helping market a public company. As well, we also get into some strategies that only digital can provide. So I hope this is a valuable interview for you. Enjoy. On the line, I have Nick Findler, who's the president and co-founder of Edge Investments. Uh, Nick, thanks a lot for being here. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is is exciting. You know, we... um, for a bit of background for the listeners, you and I haven't met or we met not too long ago and I uh, started getting informed of the work you're doing in and around the uh, investor marketing space and a real focus on the millennial investor. And, and it, it struck me that I have to speak to you because this is something that a lot of CEOs, a lot of management teams and IR professionals don't understand. So uh, happy to have you on. And I think the best way to start out is with a, a bit of an elevator pitch and a brief about yourself. What do you say about that? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so um, you know, I've I've cut my teeth in the in the public uh, venture capital space for the last uh, last six plus years, and in a significant manner. And um, you know, I've been around the space since I was a kid, and and had some great mentors early on that exposed me, you know, to the space that 
you know, 12, 13, 14 years old and uh, made my first investment in a, in a junior company, I think when I was 15 and, and albeit, you know, a few hundred dollars, it just, it started getting the ball rolling and, and getting me thinking and, you know, starting to look for, you know, what were, you know, what made up uh, a good deal. So, um, you know, I, I had the, the blessings of, of being a you know, hungry, really curious kid and, and, and that really translated well to, you know, kind of getting the ball rolling. Um, as for what I've actually done in the business, I started investor relations, uh, pretty much directly out of university. Uh, went to the University of, uh, of Victoria, uh, where I studied entrepreneurship and, and, and business. And, you know, I've been you know, selling things and, and trying to create value for, you know, really as, as long as I can remember, I would, uh, I would go to the golf course and, and find, uh, balls in the woods and sell them to my dad and his buddies, uh, to make some money. I, had a little pressure washing business. I would sell hockey cards. Really, I was just uh, you know really interested in the whole world of business early on, and I think that was you know a, a good sort of launch pad to to get me thinking early on about you know what I wanted to do later on. And so when I got into the business right out of university, I was 22 at the time. I joined uh, an investor relations firm here in Vancouver where. Um, I started learning how to portray and, and and market a company, and so I would you know call up brokers and high net worth in, individuals uh, all around the world, uh, you know, explaining different opportunities and you know my own opinions about them, and um, you know being being a twenty two year old broke just out of university and trying to convince high net worth people that you know I had some good ideas to invest in was 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 challenging to say the least, and but. You know those those moments where you know you face rejection and uh, knows over and over again. I think really supplant um, you know a, a grit and an ability to overcome failure, and has really been a big uh, has really helped the learning curve. And so uh, over the past six years, I, I transitioned from doing you know IR to you know a blend of investor relations and raising capital for a number of public businesses. Um, mostly in the mining space, but I have been involved in technology deals, some cannabis stuff, um, and there's been you know a number of other companies as well. And so uh, that's kind of the the precursor. Um, I I had this you know group of of people that I was surrounding myself with that that saw what I was doing and and saw my tenacity and um, you know they would come up to me and you know ask me you know what are you putting your money into these days and you know, a lot of these people weren't. Uh, sophisticated, um, you know, small cap investors. They were, you know, 25 to 45 year old. Um, I would say the archetype was an entrepreneur that, you know, had made some money and was looking for exposure to opportunities that had the chance to two, three, four, five X. And, you know, I, I, you know, knew a lot of players in the world. I've been researching it obviously for a long time. And, and I started bridging that gap of that sort of, uh, millennial, Entrepreneur and and the public markets. Um, so that was that that was kind of the lead up to to starting Edge Investments. And then what I noticed from all the companies that I was raising money for was that they were all looking to tap into this you know new pool of capital that I had found. Um, we were doing it in lots of different ways in terms of you know big lunches and dinners and parties. And um, what what ended up happening was the work that I was doing wasn't scalable. So. I had this big group of entrepreneurs that was investing with me. They did quite well uh, over the last few years, and uh, that group just continued to expand. And the challenge for me was that 
all these people wanted exposure to these investments, but didn't have the tools to make their own investing decisions. And in the small cap world is it's quite a complicated world if you if you're not you know fully involved in it. So uh, my partners and I created Edge Investments, which is a platform that lives primarily on Instagram and YouTube, where we connect millennials. Um, and, and not just specifically millennials, but that is our main target demographic. So we, we connect millennials and, and public market opportunities with uh, also a big focus on education. So we create a lot of content uh, that is has no relation to companies. It's just purely educational, teaching everyone uh, from you know how a warrant works or you know why you would choose a discount broker over a traditional stock broker or you know how to actually read a, a balance sheet. Um, you know, things to look for in a share structure table. Um, these are all things that I think are uh, really prevalent to, you know, enticing new people to join the venture capital space. So uh, that intersection of, of millennials and public companies and education in the space is, is where Edge was born. Interesting. Now, with that, can you define a millennial to the CEOs and, and IR professionals out there in relation to the investment community? Yeah, so... Uh, you know, I wasn't even sure what a millennial was when I started this, but you know, I've obviously done done my research. And so, a millennial is right now anyone between the ages of twenty three and thirty eight. And I think a lot of people see millennials as this kind of uh, younger person that jumps from job to job that you know maybe doesn't have a ton of money to invest, and that that and loves really their avocado isn't. toast and complains about high how rent is. That's exactly, <laughs> and, um, and and that's the the, the story that's been portrayed. And I, you know, really digging into it, it's, it's not the reality. So um, what I found really interesting was there is now over a trillion dollars in net worth held by millennials in Canada alone. And Jesus. so, yeah, it's, it's, the numbers are, are really staggering. And what's interesting is that um, we are seeing the biggest generational transfer of wealth from what all the research that I've done in the history of, of the world. And so we had a big baby boomer population um, that is now, you know, reaching end of life and, and transferring their money down. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of millennials in this, you know, it's technically defined as this 23 to 38. But I think what we're really focused is on that, you know, 20 to 45 year old person. Um, and what's interesting is that, uh, Four to five of them are looking to invest. Half of them have no idea where to start. And money is just sitting in bank accounts or at best in ETFs. And, uh, and you know, especially in Vancouver here, real estate prices are insane and, and not attainable for, for, for the average. Um, so I think as an industry, it's super important that we educate these people on the opportunity um, that, that's, that, investing in public venture capital brings because you know you can get started with you know a thousand or two thousand bucks we're just jumping back in we had some uh, internet errors here so or internet issues so the question and where we were at was in and around the wealth transfer of millennials and the potential of millennials with that wealth uh, but then not knowing how or where to invest that and that's something that Nick you were speaking about so maybe you can pick up from there and, and carry on with that point. Okay, great. Yeah, so you know, in in Canada alone, uh, millennials uh, aged twenty three to thirty eight um, hold 
over a trillion dollars in net worth. And, and a lot of them, um, you know, are receiving this money in sort of the greatest generational transfer of wealth. Uh, I think we've seen in history from, you know, the baby boomers uh, down to millennials. And a lot of these people are, are, are feeling lost in investing. And, you know, a lot of people are, you know, stockpiling their savings account or maybe at best an ETF. And I think there's a lot of, you know, sort of un- underutilized capital out there. Um, you know, it should be, in my opinion, at least a portion of it being used to fund new ideas and new businesses and things that, that really drive the economy. So, um, you know, what we're doing at Edge is we're really focused on where these people are spending their time. And we found that that's on Instagram and YouTube primarily. There's Facebook, there's a few others, but, you know, our focuses are Instagram and YouTube. Let's just take uh, Instagram, for example. There is over a billion active users on Instagram. So every month, there's a billion unique people that are using the platform. But what's really interesting is over the last two years, we've seen a a 400% increase in engagement on the platform. So people are looking to uh, looking to Instagram to find new information. It's not just, you know, cat memes and, you know, you know, stupid people running around yelling, like there's some some really interesting stuff happening on Instagram. I think it's totally underutilized uh, by this, you know, public venture capital world. Uh, so that's where we're spending a lot of time and energy. Um, it's where our content primarily lives. And, and we're finding that, you know, millennials are really interested in, in investing in, in what we're doing. And, you know, they're reaching out being like, hey, how do I, you know, do I need 100 grand to start investing? Or, you know, how do I get started? Or, you know, what, what, what can I do to, to learn about, you know, just getting my toes wet? So, you know, what we've created is a 10-step checklist uh, for evaluating a new opportunity. So um, if someone comes onto our platform, it's edge.investments um, that's on Instagram or, or YouTube or, or our website, uh, they'll get a 10-step checklist that, uh, that we at the team use to evaluate a new opportunity. So everything from, you know, how much volume do the stock have? Like, does, do insiders uh, own a position in the company? Um, you know, what, what does the growth trajectory look like in this industry that this particular company is? Like, does this industry have the opportunity of two, three, four, five Xing? Who's the management team? You know, what's their track record? Uh, you know, where did they cut their teeth before this? And, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unanswered questions for investors about a new opportunity. And we just want to give them the tools to be able to go out and ask the right questions and, and find their own answers. So the, there's a couple things that I'm hearing here, and, and I see a lot of, uh, um, well, there's, there's a, so many different ways we can go with this discussion, but I want to point out a couple things. One is that YouTube and Instagram, as I'm understanding, I mean, they're really replacing some of the previous forms of investor communication. And there's you know, some of the typical names out there, some of the typical platforms and even forums or chat groups. But it sounds like Instagram is becoming that platform for, uh, for communicating and not just saying, hey, here's our press release or here's our earnings. But using it as an educational platform is what you guys are doing both on how to invest and then, if I'm understanding correctly, helping educate your, your viewers on client companies of yours. Yeah, so... Uh 
our approach at it is 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 rooted in education and um, our community uh, of you know people that follow what we're doing and engage with our content. Uh, we provide them a number of different pieces of content. So we provide them tools like the 10-step checklist I told you. We film, uh, we're releasing probably between three to five videos a week, mostly focused on explaining um, you know, different um, parts of the business. Like as I said before, like, you know, how do you how do you view a financial statement? Like where do you find, how do you figure out a company's cash burn? Uh, we also dive into new industries. So, you know, things such as esports or hallucinogens or, um, you know, biotech or pharma or, you know, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, even answering questions like the difference between AI and ML. There's a, there's a lot of these sort of buzzwords going around. And, and those for who don't know, you know, that's artificial intelligence and machine learning, which are going to play a big role and are already playing a big role in our worlds and there's investment opportunities. So what we do is a lot of our content is purely based around uh, teaching um, our audience, uh, you know, about educating them in the space, teaching them about new industries. And then we also give public companies a platform to tell their story and, and, and in a different way, because our demographic doesn't want to be pitched over and over and over again. There's a thing, thing we call it our team pitch fatigue and, you know, I think, you know, if you're a good salesman, you can make any company sound like a relatively good opportunity um, if you've got the right guy behind it. But what we're really interested in is is humanizing these companies. So we give uh, company CEOs and company executives a chance to impress our audience with their knowledge, um, to educate our knowledge. So, you know, we one of our clients uh, called New Wave Esports, it'll be public and uh you know, probably the next 30 to 60 days, uh, they've got a, an incredible CEO named Dan Mitri, who's really a, you know, an esports pioneer. And, and what their company does is uh, they're an investment vehicle that invests in many different uh, verticals of esports. So kind of a, a well-diversified look. So we took Dan, we sat down with him and Dan uh, made a bunch of content with us, you know, teaching uh, our audience, you know, what the hell is esports? Like, are people making real money off this? What's esports viewership um, versus traditional sports? How quickly is the industry going? Um, you know, there's there's some really interesting facts out there that you know really only the thought leaders of the space understand. And what we want to do is give those thought leaders that are running these businesses a chance to spotlight. Uh, their industries, their companies, uh, and what what is happening, and, and where the opportunity is for an investor. So, what I'm hearing here, this is this is a really powerful point that I I think all public market and pre public uh, CEOs and even private company CEOs need to understand is that when speaking to investors, education before solicitation builds trust. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't know, I'm, I, I've got to quote that or something because that's been a tagline that I've been trying to get every CEO to uh, uh, become a, a doctrine of their investor engagement. But if you're, that's what I see Edge is doing right now. And to draw a further analogy, it's very similar to almost uh, those commercials you see on television, the brand power helping you buy better commercials, mm-hmm. where they stand there as a middle person who's, who's, communicating a message on behalf of the company, but they're also doing it with a real educational bend. 
Is it fair to draw that analogy? Am I close or, you know, how would yeah, you I think, stand on I that? Think that's, I think that's really fair. Uh, that's, that's really what we're trying to do. And um, we're just one piece of, of the education process. We need um, pub co's and other marketing groups and brokerage houses should be doing it. And the whole community needs to educate because, you know, the, the typical, like you walk around these public venture capital conferences, it's, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's a, it's a very select few group of people and, and specific demographic that's hanging out there. It's, you know, typically the, you know, 50 to 70 year old white man. And, and I think there's a huge opportunity to open up the business to, you know, all types of people. I think I'm seeing, you know, some really power, like some really interesting, you know, inspiring women emerge, which, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's right now it's, it's, it's a very male dominated industry. So we wanted to focus on this younger demographic that's, you know, in that 20 to 45 year old sweet spot, both men and women. And we want to really own that. I think you can, you can go broad spectrum and try and do something for everyone. But I think when you try and do everything, you don't do anything properly. Yeah. That's the, uh, well, the, the mantra of an agency, it seems, well, one yeah. of those, uh, wide berth agencies who says they can do it all. So what, I, what I want to go into one of the questions I he- had here was about how digital is changing, how we're engaging investors, but I want, I'm going to go a step further. So there's yourself, and then you're, there's your partner, Kevin, who is really the, uh, I think, the, the front man of the group, uh, a great personality uh, on camera and off. And then behind the scenes, uh, you have Roy, uh, who it, he knows the ins and outs of digital. Can you expand on that, like go deep on really what that means when it comes to engaging audiences, targeting, retargeting, uh, metrics, paid ads, all that kind of stuff? falls in his bailiwick. And I think that's part of, of the power of what you're doing is knowing how to do that. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, Rory um, is, is, our, is our secret weapon on our team. And uh, it's where I saw, maybe just to backtrack a little bit, for the past five or six years while I was raising money for companies, I was also helping them manage their marketing budgets. So I had a really... Um, I had a really good understanding of the landscape and what other groups were doing out there and where there were gaps and this digital ads component and doing it in a sophisticated way was, was relatively untapped in the way that I saw it. So I went to Rory, his name is Rory Beaupre. Uh, he's been a lifelong friend of mine, uh, a guy that I, I own, uh, you know, other businesses with. And, and I, I went to him and I said, look, like, this, this small cap public space is so right uh, to, you know, get the message into the right hands of the right people. And I need your help to, uh, to really understand how do we get our content to go beyond just our, you know, our 3000 followers that we currently have on Instagram. And, and so, you know, he was really excited about the opportunity because, you know, there's, there's a real opportunity to, uh, to to build a bigger audience for this space and, and to create really real impact. So a little bit about Rory's background. So Rory came from uh, you know he's he's run his own agency. He's worked at the you know some of the biggest agencies in North America. Uh, last year he oversaw uh, over twenty million dollars directly in in advertising online. 
which is really incredible for the likes of you know Uber and Coinbase and Sotheby's Realty and Arcteryx. So I uh, just had a really good understanding of you know here's a piece of content. Um, how do we get it out to the masses? And Rory would even Rory goes one step further. He says, okay, this is our demographic. Um, these are the people that are looking for investing opportunities. Um, here's what they're already searching for online. So you know, just simple things like, but a month ago, Ray Dalio came out and said, you know, it's time to buy gold. And a lot of millennials were researching Ray Dalio gold on YouTube. And so with Rory's expertise, we can really create our content almost in reverse. So we're creating the content that our audience is already looking for and helps us rank higher and helps, uh, helps us get more eyeballs on it. And for our clients, um, it allows them to get maximum exposure. Uh, so for example, that Ray Dalio video we put out uh, within two weeks uh, had over had about 35,000 views on it. Um, it was shared with a friend over 150 times. It was saved to view again later over 180 times. So these are some really impressive metrics that, you know, a lot of public companies, they, you know, do an interview with, you know, whatever company it is, they put it up on YouTube, and it gets three to 500 views. It's like the content is great, but it's not really being watched or engaged with. So we've got a lot of strategy around uh, digital ads, um, also using the platforms like YouTube and Instagram and, and figuring out, you know, what it is exactly that they're looking for and how do we get featured on their Explorer pages where people that don't even know they're looking for our content will stumble upon it. Um, and so that's a, a big part of our strategy. And, and so that's Rory. And then, you know, touch on, to touch on Kevin as well. Um, you know, Kevin is, is the CEO of the business. He's, he's the front man and the guy you see on camera a lot. Um, he's just really got a great personality for it. What, what Kev is, is really exceptional at is, is, is humanizing, uh, bringing a personal touch to the space that people can resonate with it, with a character and, uh, he goes by the nickname hashtag small cap Kev. And, you know, Kev is, is a really expert explainer. Um, he might not be, uh, have the most knowledge in every subject, but he's really great at, at taking a complex topic um, and making it palatable and digestible for, for the everyday person. Those are really powerful points when you, when you think about it. I mean, it's, Oftentimes, when you're trying to communicate a message, and let's you know, let's frame this up in a in a marketing funnel standpoint. I mean, it just happens that you know you're 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 selling a consumer product. It just happens to be stock, uh, and I'm not saying Edge is in, is selling stock, but the company is. And so, when you take something, and for example, in Kevin's case, can boil it down to something that's easy, understandable, and, and a solid message, and then combine that with the ability to get it in front of of thousands and thousands of people, I really start to see, I mean, that's the power of digital marketing. And that's, that's the, the path the industry's going. Uh, when, when you and I had chatted before, you talked about some of your A, B, and C uh, tiers of, of IR, if you will. How do you see digital weaving into that? And, and what's that structure you talk about? And can you, can you weave it into this and, and talk about how digital plays a component? Yeah, so... You know, we we'd talked about this before, but you know, coming from um, you know managing uh, public company, you know, marketing and investor relations budgets, 
you know, I, I realized pretty quickly there was these different tiers of, of, of marketing groups. So, you know, you'd have your, you know, your A-list groups, which, um, uh, some names you'd, you'd have the, the market ones, you'd have, you know, Stockhouse is, is a beast and been around for a while. You've got native ads. Um, you've got a number of groups that are, you know, kind of in this A-list and command, you know, a, a, a big, a big sort of chunk of money every month or over a six month period. And then, you know, you've got, you know, the step below that, that I think is probably trying to increase the A group. You've got, you know, grit capitals and a great job. You've got equity guru really like what Chris is doing. He's got great editorial. Um, there, there's a bunch of people in this kind of, you know, I would call it the six to $15,000 a month range that, that kind of fall in there. And then you've got the C list, which is kind of the everything, everything below that. And you've got, you know, a lot of, you know, outdated newsletter writers and um, some pretty low touch options, but you know, they don't, they don't kill your balance sheet. So, you know, what I found was that um, companies don't want to have their story told just one way. So, you know, if you sign on uh, with one of these groups, they have their own way of portraying the company and their opportunities and, and, you know, really getting in front of the investor. So what I found that companies were doing was, you know, they would normally pick, uh, I'd say on average, maybe like one A-lister, maybe one or two B-listers and a few C-listers. And, and so at edge, our mission as a team is to provide a plus exposure. Uh, We want to get our content in the hands of more people and more and the right people than any other marketing group in the business. That's, that is our focus and, and getting that brand recognition um, that really becomes synonymous across the internet. That's, that's really our mission, but to be able to deliver that at a, at a B price. Um, So that, that's really where, where we're focused is, you know, how do we make this business scalable enough so that, we can go to a company and be like, Hey, you know, we're coming in at a B price, but we'll get you more exposure than any A list group. Um, I think it's, it's a pretty good, um, you know, it's a pretty good sales pitch to, to be able to offer that to a company because, you know, there is, uh, there's some really expensive marketing groups out there that maybe don't provide all the most value. Um, there's also some undervalued ones and, and, and we see ourselves as a scrappy underdog that's, you know, I think put a pretty, pretty decent team together. And, you know, we're, we're young in our process. We're only, uh, I think four or five months into it now and, and have got, you know, a handful of clients and, you know, we're a real business and we're hiring people. And, um, you know, it's, it's really exciting to, to build, to, to really build something from, you know, the conception of an idea to something tangible that is, that is making impact. And, and, and we're so, really excited that we're making some impact. So with that, you, you know, you make some good mention of some of the A-list groups and the B's and the C's. When, when looking where Edge is, how, or, or for any of these, how should CEOs and the IR professionals out there really be measuring these guys or measuring you? And, and what are the metrics of success? I mean, sometimes it's so hard for us to connect uh, you know, ad spend views engagement to stock price because I mean the the market when when it tanks it tanks. There's macro issues we can't can't uh, fight against. So how do you measure success when it can't be directly against stock price? Yeah, it's it's it is uh, arguably the biggest challenge of this whole business. Um, 
there's some gray hat stuff going on out there, which I'm not interested in, but you know, I think at the Sorry, end of the can day, you expand on that. Like, what do you mean yeah, by gray hat? Like there, there is some, I've, I've heard of, uh, of, of some groups, you know, using some gray hat tracking devices where, um, they're tracking, um, internet users coming to their page and then following where they're going later on in their browser searching history. So if they come to, uh, an article about company XYZ done by marketing group X, um, are they going to their trading platform within the next 60 minutes? Um, so it's, it, it's, it is definitely a, a gray black hat area that, that we're not really interested in. And let me just, let me just for clarity. I mean, the, the terminology you throw around in digital is you've got the white hat, you know, kind of the good respected practices of digital marketing. You got the gray hat, which is kind of so, so maybe you're pushing the, the boundaries and then the black hat is by definition, something that you're going to get your, uh, your hand slapped if you're caught or worse. Uh, so, so I see that as, as on one sense, I'm like, wow, that's pretty, uh, pretty sneaky, pretty interesting. It would be great to see that kind of, uh, metric to, to follow, but then it is also a little, uh, that's a little invasive. So yeah. I see where you go on a black hat path there, but please carry on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, at the end of the day, most, most public companies that I talk to, um, they want to measure success in, you know, is the money I'm spending with a marketing or an investor relations group, is it increasing uh, my share price? Is it increasing my volume? Is it allowing me to get my story out there so that the next time that I need to raise capital, um, am I able to do it at a, at a higher price, which is, you know, less dilutive to my shareholders, which at the end of the day is, is all about taking care of the shareholders. So, you know, that it is really tough to measure, um, you know, exactly the effectiveness of each group. And, and a lot of times companies are using four five, six, seven groups to tell their story. So being able to, you know, isolate one of them to, you know, creating the most amount of value for shareholders is really challenging. So, you know, what we aim to do and what I think a, maybe a better metric would be is, you know, think about, think about billboards and uh, advertisements on TV and, you know, advertisements in movie theaters. That was the old way of, of advertising. And, and it was about building brand awareness. And so the more times that, uh, you know, a, a potential investor, you know, hears your story, sees your logo, um, creates a, a human element um, or a human connection to the people running the business. The next time that they go to buy a stock, when they hear that you know cannabis is running or esports is running or mining, you know you're going to be top of mind. And our mission at Edge is to make sure that when an investor is ready to make a buying decision, that you, uh, the company, and the CEO are the people that are top of mind. So, you know, ha- having you know us do one you know, high quality piece of content for you. Yeah, we can get you probably, you know, 20 to 30,000 views on it. And those are really highly targeted views. But if you don't continue to follow up with them, you know, it's, it's almost a waste. So what we do at Edge is uh, when we sign on a new client, we're putting out new content every two weeks for them. And we're doing everything we can to get that piece of content on that Explorer page of Instagram and YouTube. Uh, so that 
these companies are top of mind. And, you know, the next time they're talking about cannabis or mining with their friends, they'll be like, oh, you know, like I, I keep seeing this company pop up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into them. So, so what that actually, in, you started going down a path there where I just want to frame the question up is, if a CEO is to engage Edge, engage you and the team, uh, what should they expect from, a, from an engagement with you? Yeah, so we, once a company engages with us, um, we then go into a super deep dive of that industry and that company and, and what the audience is already looking for in that. So, you know, for example, um, I'll, I'll use New Wave again because uh, we've already talked about them. They're an esports company. We went and did a, a super deep dive on, you know, what investors are looking for in esports. And a lot of people are, you know, asking the question, you know, are, are traditional athletes making more money? Um, you know, what differentiates, you know, this Fortnite game from Dota? Um, you know, what are the opportunities in investing in teams? And we're, we're finding out what is the most searched topics and trends in the industry. And then we're creating content that allows the, the CEOs and the executives of the company to, to show off their knowledge and what they know and, and become that thought leader in the space. So let's uh, just, company, sorry, Nick, let's ahead. just, let's just expand on that real quick. Let's do it. I mean, that's the power of digital marketing is that you can go out there and do that research ahead of time on behalf of your clients and then help them put together the compelling content that puts them forward as a thought leader. But thought leadership is something that is very powerful when it comes to solidifying a message, whether it be for buying a product or buying the stock. And the power of what you guys are doing there is, is enabling them to start to identify almost the trends before they're happening, if you will. Yeah. And, and that's really the power of having a guy like Rory on the team that, that really understands that world. Um, it's, it's, you know, for a typical, you know, you know, investor, entrepreneur, market guy, like that's, that's, it, it is a really um, complicated world and it's not something that you can just pay for. So when, you know, when you, when you, you know, sign a contract with edge, um, you know, Rory is an equity holder in the business. So we don't have to go out and pay huge dollar uh, to, you know, and go engage some big marketing agency that's going to cost you, you know, just for the agency alone, they won't even look at you if you're, if you're not paying them five to 10 grand a month. Um, and that isn't even including creating the content. So, you know, getting, getting our content in front of the right people consistently with uh, an interesting message that allows the, 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 the viewer to actually understand um, not only the exact business that the company is in, but also understand their industry and if the industry is growing and if there's an opportunity to make a lot of money here, you know, really positions uh, this person as a thought leader, as, as corny as that, that sort of word has, has come to be. I, I think that um, it is the way of the future. Um, people are, are, are becoming pitch fatigue. Like you can hear the same pitch from the same company over and over and over again. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, teach me something that I don't know. Um, and so what we're doing is we're using those videos that, um, that really get our audience provoked, engaging with the content. They're asking questions. We're answering. Like that's a big part of what we do is we, we continue this dialogue um, outside of just the, the piece of content. Uh, and then we we draw those eyeballs that want to learn more to a really sleek investor hub dashboard where um, in one uh, landing page on a website, you can learn everything you need to know about investing in a company. So it's got all your stock information, charts, 
um, uh, con- like long form video content that we create for our clients that, um, you know, that, that, you know, introduces your company, introduces the CEO, it has an email capture tool for you. So we, we're trying to, to make, you know, investing in understanding these businesses as standardized uh, and easy as possible because and face so, it, you go ahead. Sorry, let me, I'm just, it sounds like that, that, that um, dashboard, if you will, or that destination, this is the, uh, the profile that a lot of other companies, uh, comparable offerings out there are providing. It's that profile right. page, the, the content that goes out there to YouTube, to Instagram, or wherever else it lands will ultimately drive people down that funnel to the profile page of the business. Or how did you call it? The dashboard? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we call it our, our dashboard. Your dashboard. And, and that's uh, company specific. Company specific. And it's got all content that we've made for the company. It's really high quality. It's using all of the you know, all the, you know, the trending things that are happening in the media creation space. Um, you know, we're using really sort of intricate calls to action to get people to follow the funnel along further, to get them to put their emails in. Um, you know, these are people that are all really, really qualified leads. So that's essentially how our funnel works. And then, you know, uh, ideally we have these, these people that have reached the end of the funnel providing their emails and then the company can get in touch with them or they're going to go out and buy, buy the stock. Um, the dashboard will also have, um, you know, the, the opportunity to leave a company phone number there for their investor relations so they can get in touch. So it's, you know, how do we create this uh, as big of a, as big of a top of funnel as possible of people that are actually interested in these things. And we're not just blanketing these 30 or 40,000 views across, you know, anyone and everyone. It's, it's very focused people that are already consuming, investing finance and small cap content. Hmm. Um, so yeah. What I, what I'm taking from this, I, we've been talking a lot about edge and as we talk about this digital marketing front and the and the the formation or the building out of these funnels to bring people in for effectively lead generation, investor lead generation, what I see here or what I'm hearing is everything you're saying is something that CEOs should be asking questions of both yourself or other service providers who are talking about any form of digital lead generation. Would you is that fair? And can you expand on that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, they're definitely the questions they should be asking because you know a lot of times you you engage a marketing or investor relations group and they they say they're going to do X for you and then you pay them and you don't hear from them for two months or you know they put out one piece of content that just ends up in the best of the internet that's got you know three hundred views from it and there's like literally zero value from it and so you know, having, having that accountability from the groups, I think is, is ultimately important. So, you know, make sure that, you know, when you're engaging these groups, they've got a real reporting process, you know, with us at edge, we have every Tuesday, you get a report from us that says, here's what we've done in the past week. Uh, here's what we've done over the lifetime uh, of our engagement. And here's what to look forward to next. And here's the trends that we're seeing. And and, you know, here's some additional information that might actually help you guys uh, help craft your own digital strategy from from a company perspective better. And we're we're always happy to to jump online with our with our clients and and help them with with whatever we can because at the end of the day, um, you know, if they're successful, um, so will we be. We're we're all rowing the same boat together. Yeah, you know, you, you make a point there, and when you talk about a report every Tuesday, like, 
when when building out a platform like you guys are, there's so much access to data that can be uh, consolidated into an easy to read regular report. And that's something that I would I would tell any CEO out there about sign a check with a uh, digital marketing firm talking about investor lead generation. What kind of reports am I going to get and show them to me? Yeah. Because that yeah. to me is something that is, uh, it, it should be table stakes. So I appreciate that you guys are doing that. Agreed. And, and you know, sometimes just knowing that those are coming, I mean, sometimes the CEOs aren't even going to read them. But, you know, if they do want to go take a deep dive and understand, you know, how campaigns are performing and, um, you know, what kind of lead generation we're doing, because, you know, there's there's lots of different ways to create value. You know, you can focus your efforts on getting the most amount of eyeballs, um, but you can also focus your effort on um, getting the most amount of emails or clicks to a landing page or people spending time on a particular piece of content. Um, there's, it's it's not just a, you know, this video got 20,000 views and this is amazing. You know, you we at Edge, um, with our sort of prowess in, in, in the digital space, we can really optimize what we're doing based on what you are looking for as a business. And, and that's a big part of when we onboard a new client. It's like, look, like what, what will success look like to all of us? You know, are you interested in, in just having the most amount of people have brand recognition or do you want emails or do you want a blend of both? What it, it, we really cater to the clients on, on what, on what, you know, they see success as. And obviously we'll give our own input. And as we go further along this road, it's, you know, we're using, you know, every client and every video we're doing as as testing ground for us, for us to continually uh, improve our process. And, you know, one of the things that got me really excited about getting into this business is that, you know, there hasn't been a ton of innovation in the space. There's a lot of, you know, fat, lazy king syndrome um, with with some of these with these some of these bigger groups. And, it, and it's exciting because, you know, there's there's an opportunity to really change the way things are being done and, and introduce new people to the space. Um, you know, one of the biggest issues I saw was that, you know, the public venture capital world is a very sort of basement poker room. Only certain people get invited to certain financings and get, you know, the full picture of all the information. Like, I'm, I'm not okay with that. Like, maybe it's a, uh, maybe it's a noble effort. And maybe uh, I won't, uh, you know, have as much impact at the end. But, but it's an, it's a, it's a path worth taking. And it's, and it's, and it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about is is really opening up the space so that you know there's we can create as level of a playing field as possible because in my eyes it, it really isn't level right now. It, Nick, that's it's an interesting path you're taking there, and and I think it's something that I found um, really compelling when we first met you is there's a um, there's a a motivation I can see in in yourself and what you're doing there to to break away from the norm. And, and I really, I think the reason why it was important to me is because I, I truly believe in the Canadian public venture capital system. It's something that's really, really uh, perhaps uh, undervalued and, and surely misunderstood. So, hey man, hats off to you for going down that path and, and being a leader in the space or, or working to be a leader in the space, especially when you got a lot of fat kings sitting around who've made a lot of money and, uh, and you know, price up or excuse me, uh, paper up their deals to a, a very small group of individuals. Yeah, agreed. Excellent, man. Well, listen, we're 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 coming forward to uh, to the hour here, and I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, with the work you're doing, how can 
interested in uh, CEOs or, or anybody, in fact, uh, potential investors? How can they follow your work? Where should they uh, look out for you? Yeah, so um, if you're on Instagram, uh, we are Edge Investments or Edge.investments. If you, if you search for that on Instagram or YouTube, uh, we're easy to find. It's a big gold logo. You'll see uh, small caps, Kev's beautiful face everywhere. And <laughs> I pop up from time to time. But um, uh, you know that's where we primarily live. And if you want to take a look at our website, uh, we're at www.edge.investments. Uh, there's no dot com that's so nineteen ninety nine and uh, and so and and if you want to get uh, in touch with with myself directly, I'm always available to take calls. I work around the clock and and this is really my my full-time mission. so you can reach me at Nick at edge dot investments. Excellent. I'll put that all in the show notes and uh, Nick, thanks for thanks so much for taking the time and uh, to you and the guys at the team, you know keep fighting the good fight. Yeah, thanks, Corey. And I really appreciate you having me on. I think it's I think it's great what you're doing. Um, I, I think there's this is another part of the educational process for the for the industry. And it just it makes me really happy to see other groups uh, you know really going after a lot of the same issues that we are. Hey, awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Insider's Guide to Finance. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this with your friends and colleagues so they can benefit as well. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or the Play Store. Your support there is really appreciated. For future episodes, if there's a question, topic, or specific person you'd like me to interview, feel free to reach out. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or through my website at creativereturn.ca.